Dr. Arthur Perry, he's one of the top plastic surgeons. He's got offices in Manhattan, New Jersey. You know, and he's been doing a show here on WOR for years and years and years. Very uh, popular show and a great plastic surgeon. Everybody has questions on this subject, so uh, he's the guy to ask. Dr. Arthur Perry. Young, the public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. And I went to his office and I said, mm. I said, look at my face. And he goes, yeah, look at your face. We're going to do with your face. What can you do with his face? I go like that. I swear to God. I go, look at this. I'm getting old. I said, I want to maybe you could fix it up a little bit. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur, and I want to get applaud you, having worked with you on a book and numerous other activities. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. Remarkable knowledge, but also your grace at delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. As a really, really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeon. 90210 bows to this guy. And welcome. This is board certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. And this is What's Your Wrinkle? I have back. I'm so happy. She's back, gang. I'm yes. back. You unfired me. <laughs> that's right. I got an email last week. Someone said, did you fire Susan? No. Susan is back as my co-host, Susan Warner. Thank you for being here this Saturday evening. I'm so happy to be but, here. And you are happy to be here. I you, am. you look so excited. I to be missed <laughs> it. I missed it terribly. Yes, and we're back broadcasting live from Manhattan this week. The Hamptons are done. The summer, unfortunately, is done. Oh, but what a beautiful early fall day today, and New York's so vibrant. It's nice to be back. And it really was a beautiful day. Well, this is the show about you. This isn't the show about me or Susan. This is the show about your wrinkles, your jowls. Your turkey gobbler, your small breasts, your dro droopy breasts, fat around your hips. This is a, a show about, oh, the crow's feet. Are oh, you talking goodness. to me, Dr. No, Perry? No, I'm not talking to you. I think you are. I'm talking to all the listeners from Maine to Virginia and around the world on iHeart and on WOR710.com, where I know, because I get emails during the week, why don't you just give us a call this week? You don't have to... Come on, call to, in. Let's yeah, get some calls. Give me a call, 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. Give me a call. We'll send you a bottle of Soft Time. Soft Time is that wonderful moisturizer. She's rolling her eyes. She wants me to give out nighttime. I Maybe. do. It's my favorite uh, product. All right. You want to do nighttime today instead of Soft Time? I Susan? would. Okay. All right. Jeez. So shout out to my sister-in-law to call in with a question <laughs> on oh, nighttime. Oh, there you go. Okay. There, there you have it. We do not set up phone calls no, we do on not. this show. No. Although every now and then one of my relatives calls and tries to uh, give a different voice. That would be you, Meredith. But uh, anyway, all right. We're going to talk about everything cosmetic today. We're going to talk about a brand new product. This is actually very big news, Susan. So Botox, the most common procedure in all of cosmetic surgery, six and a half million people last year. Well, there's something brand new that is, in my world, earth-shaking. Not about, you know. Uh, I'm in my world, too. Your world, too. Maybe not King <laughs> I Charles. I want to use it. <laughs> all right. We're going to talk about this new product. We're going to talk about some new information about breast implants. We're going to talk about the favorite procedures that you have. and But mostly, I want your phone calls. 800-321-0710 is the phone number here at WOR. Noah is sitting in the studio waiting. He has nothing to do except take your phone calls. So go ahead. Give us a call. 800-321-0710. That's the phone number. So, uh, you know, soft time, that's a great moisturizer. But nighttime, that's what we're giving away today. Nighttime has 10% 
L ascorbic acid. What on earth is that? That's vitamin C. It's the you real thing. You can type. taste it. It's you amazing. Can. And do you know, Susan, this Not is that you should be eating your product. No, but, but and, you know, the next morning when you shower after putting you it do, on, you, and taste I, it. you taste it in your mouth. It's actually, I like that. Uh, you know, I'm a strange person. But no, I, I like it too. Yeah. It, it has a really great feeling before you go to bed. Because it's real. Because do you know that vitamin C is very, very specific to humans. We are the only animals that can't make vitamin C other than, do you know which one? What's the other one, Susan? There's one other animal. Yeah, you don't know. Okay. Give me a hint. It's called, it's sort of like Albert. It's a hog, a pig? <laughs> it's the guinea pig. Oh. So the guinea pig, and that, you know where you hear those things? Oh, Sorry, I'm not, but that's a like, who cares, yeah, guinea no, pig. No, no, no. You've heard of the phrase, I'm not a guinea pig. Yes. Right? It comes from the vitamin C experiments in the oh, 1920s really? and oh, 30s. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Right, where oh, the only other animal that doesn't make their own vitamin C is the guinea pig and the human. So you have to actually eat vitamin C. And, uh, and it's a very specific type of vitamin C. The FDA allows any type of vitamin C to be called vitamin C, but there's only one type that your body can make, and that's called L-ascorbic acid. L-ascorbic acid. And that is a, a very specific type. And the problem with L-ascorbic acid is it doesn't uh, handle well. It goes bad very easily. If you have it in your orange juice, Susan, your orange juice will turn kind of a darker color mm -hmm. if you leave it out in the sun because it oxidizes. So vitamin C is very fragile. And if you put it in skincare products, it goes bad very quickly. In fact, probably within six months in almost everybody's except mine. Yes, but we also put it in the refrigerator if we have an extra. Mine, right. But mm -hmm. I have a patent on my vitamin C. And it is very specific. I'm waiting for some company to come out there and buy it up. How about? Come on, L'Oreal. You have to. You have to list. You have to look at my product. This is so unique. It's right? great. It really is. So I have a patent, and I have documented that my vitamin C can stay three years and five months. It's probably longer than that, but that's what I've documented so far. And so the vitamin C, it's a very special process that I use. I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's way too boring, but my vitamin C is the real <laughs> Is that going to stop you? <laughs> that won't stop me. That's right. Uh, but it is a wonderful vitamin C. It's got 10% real vitamin C. The other stuff that the other companies use that isn't real vitamin C they are allowed by law to say it, but it can't get into your body and become real vitamin C and do anything that real vitamin C does. So that's the bottom line. You have to see L-ascorbic acid, which mine has. There are some companies that have L-ascorbic acid, and it's got a very short shelf life. Mine does not. I also have vitamin A. I've got fruit acids, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. That is what is in my nighttime. So, uh, yeah, that's what we're giving away today. 800-321-0710 is the phone number here at W. OR. Let's start right in with a brand new product, Susan. So Botox has been around a long time. Botox is the granddaddy of the botulinum toxins. That's what it's called, botulinum toxins. And what this, this chemical, this drug does, is it destroys the connection between the nerves and the muscles. And why would that be good? If you have botulism, it's not good. You die. But if you get Botox or Xeomin, that's another one, or, or um, there are others, uh, there are a few different other ones. And if you get these injected into your muscles, it hurts the connection between the nerves and the muscle, and you can't frown. And if you can't frown, Susan, you look better. You do. I don't frown. No. Let me see those I'm vertical lines, those 11 lines. They're getting That's better. They are getting better. I've known you how long? 
15 months. 16. 16. And, <laughs> and that Botox. 12. Or Xeomin <laughs> is getting, it's really helping those wrinkles. It really is. They're softening before your eyes. But the problem with Botox, the problem with Xeomin, uh, is that they only last, you know, it's about four months. It really is. On I average. metabolize fast. And some people go as, as little as two months and some as long as six months. So the FDA approved, finally, a brand new, it's not Botox, but it is a botulinum toxin. And this one, here's the name, you're going to want to talk to your plastic surgeon or dermatologist about Daxify. What is, I, I don't know about that name, but that's what it's called. I can't, you know, they didn't ask me. Daxify, D-A-X-X-I-F-I. And the incredible thing about this one is it lasts six months. Oh, I love that. Six months. So it's true. There was a paper that was published uh, last December in the journal Drugs. I'm sure you all read that. That's top of my list. Yeah, top of your list. Drugs. That's the journal, December of 2021. That was the sentinel paper for this particular drug, which is called Daxify. And, uh, and they documented a very high degree of efficacy. That's really good. That means it works. And a consistent time to the loss of your, they used it on the glabellar lines. What are those? Those are the 11 lines, mm -hmm. the vertical lines. So when you, when you yell at me, Susan, or when you yell at your little puppy. Which is never. Where is he? He's right here he's, at my he's feet. Here. Okay, he'll be here. He'll be on the show. So when you yell, uh, you get those lines. Or those of you out there, if you yell at your kids or your mate, you know, you get those vertical lines. You bring your brows together. It actually comes in the from the animal world. Those lines, the reason you get those, Susan, is because it makes you look ferocious. So if you look at a dog before, that's right, <laughs> she's giving that uh, ferocious look. If you look at a dog when its food, let's say, is threatened, it will, the first thing it's going to do is frown the line. There he is. He's on the floor. Winston, he's, he's not participating in the show today. He's tired. Uh, yeah, he's tired. But uh, if Winston were to have his food taken away by another dog, the first thing he would do is frown, bring those brows together and look ferocious. Do you do he that when they take away your food? Yes. And that signals, that signals to the other animal that if you don't back off, you're going to get bitten. That's what it is. In so the that animal. is what you do. That is what I do. That's <laughs> all right. Let's let's. This is a professional show here, Susan. Okay. All right. So and by the way, you know, I didn't. I started the show without talking about your podcast, Susan. Wait oh, a minute. That's not we're necessary. Gonna, we're uh, we're going to get back to our Daxify discussion, but first we have to tell people who Susan is because if you listen for the first time, everybody knows me, right? I'm a board certified plastic surgeon. I trained at Harvard, Cornell, University of Chicago. Her, she rolls her eyes. She falls asleep. Yes, I'm on the faculty of Columbia. Got my office in Manhattan on Park and 73rd and one in New Jersey. That's who I am. Susan Warner is a, an independent college counselor. She is a journalist by trade, and she's got the best podcast out there. And I understand it's getting hundreds and thousands of listens now. So you'll want to listen before she starts charging because she's going to become so popular that you're going to have to pay for this but right now it's free and uh, <laughs> the broadcast is Susan is suddenly single right tell us a That's little it. bit about it's it, about it's actually a little bit about life and recovery from profound loss and how to live your best life and really go out there and enjoy it and, and you are and you can hear your podcast on iHeartRadio Spotify I Apple, Apple Google that's right. So go to that, and she's got a great one. And she also writes essays. And a book soon to come and out. And a book is coming out. She's uh, going to be untouchable. And soon mm -hmm. when she's extremely famous, 
I'll ask her to do this podcast, this radio show, and she'll say, too busy, too busy. All right, <laughs> never, I'm, never, Dr. I'm, Perry. I'm board certified plastic surgeon, Dr. Arthur Perry. Now, we're going to talk more about Dox, Daxify. What a name, Daxify. When we come back from our break, no, we're going to take a few minutes. 800-321-0710 is the phone number. We'll be back after these messages. What do you want from your skincare? I know what you want. You want products that actually do what they're supposed to do. And you want skincare that's simple to use. You want skincare that's non-toxic. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created exactly that. Great skincare with effective ingredients, inexpensive, and easy to use. And to look great, you only need four products. I've got daytime SPF 20 skin protector. That's your foundation. I've got a moisturizer and a nighttime serum that contains vitamin C and A, fruit acid, antioxidants and skin brighteners and once you've used my clean time soap well you're never going to be able to go back to the cleansers that have been harming your skin for years i want everyone to try my products so for a limited time i'm giving wor listeners 20 percent off go to drperrys.com that's d-r-p-e-r-r-y-s.com or give us a call at 844 Perry. use the wor21 code for the discount to learn more listen every saturday evening at 6 p.m right here on on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we're back. I'm board certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. I am sitting in the Upper West Side of Manhattan with Susan Warner. Susan Warner, who's looking in the New York Times uh, during the commercials. That's okay, Susan. You get paid very highly for this uh, podcast. So, you know, it's all right. You can just read the paper right now. Really. All right. So we were talking about the newest greatest thing. It was FDA approved this past week. It's called Daxify. And I would predict now there's something really good about it besides the fact, besides the fact that it is um, it lasts longer. All right. Besides the fact that it lasts longer. Uh, hang on one second here. Uh, is that a little better, Susan? Okay. Yeah, her, her headphones were ringing in her ears. We don't want that to happen. So besides the fact that it's about six months of effect, and that is pretty consistent. Actually, the data, here, here is the actual data. Uh, I believe it was about 53% of people uh, it lasted six months. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, you know, of course, there's going to be people that uh, it wears off sooner, and then there are going to be people that it lasts even longer. Uh, but that compares with the 12 to 14 weeks for the other botulinum toxin products. So we're talking, you know, 24 instead of uh, 14 weeks. That's that's really good, and a lot of people will be very happy. Now, then you ask the question, of course, well, if we're going to only have to do this twice a year instead of three times a year, will plastic surgeons and dermatologists charge more? And I don't know the answer to that because I don't know the pricing yet of this new product. So it was FDA approved. It's usually about a month or so before it gets in the hands of uh, plastic surgeons such as myself. But yes, I will be using it because I'm a student of science. And when I read the data like this, I am uh, a believer. Now, I'm going to tell you something uh, that maybe I don't have to tell you, but I'm going to tell you because I like being upfront and honest. I have stock in the company. I did. I saw the uh, data a long time ago. 
Uh, and so I bought stock in the Revance company. So I'm letting you know. So if, if you hear me talking about this, you might say, oh, he's got a vested interest in this because he's got stock. I'm just one guy. Believe me, my, uh, my use of this product will not uh, affect the stock price. But you should know. You should know if your plastic surgeon is uh, invested in a particular company. But I, uh, I believe in science, and this sounds like a good one to me. All right. So Daxify is the product. It'll be coming soon to a neighborhood plastic surgeon near you, <laughs> right? All right. Susan, and, and do you think you would get it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think I'll get it. I think I'm almost ready for it myself. Now, I personally have not had Botox or any of those things. The only I, I'm like Oprah. When I was on the Oprah show, she said, uh, I would tell you if I'm going to have plastic surgery. That was a long time ago. And I did a consult on her for uh, her eyelid lift that she never had. Uh, but I, uh, I've never had uh, any procedure other than Ulthera. Now, you look at me, you say, well, you need a rhinoplasty, Dr. Perry. Yes, and you need a facelift. Maybe those things will be coming. But certainly I do Ulthera on myself. Oh, my goodness. And I think uh, I'll probably, it's probably time for me to get some Botox. What do you think? Mm, not so much. I don't know. You look some pretty wrinkles, good. Some uh, some crow's feet here. They're kind of distinguished. And They're we fine. say Botox. I think it'll be the Daxify. Uh, distinguished? Disting oh, thank you. Yeah. Seasoned. Old seasoned. That's what we look like. All right. How many of you have breast implants out there? I bet. Yep. Shake your hand. Yeah, there We have hands going up in our studio audience. All right. So lots of women have breast implants, you know, about 350,000 or so a year in the United States. That's what's reported by the plastic surgeons uh, around the world, probably a million. Who knows the exact number? It's been since 1962, the most common procedure or the second most common, uh, depending on the year. It could be liposuction. It could be breast augmentation. But lots and lots of breast implants out there. It's hard to know the exact number. My estimate, there's between 10 and 20 million women in the world with breast implants. And a few years ago, uh, there was some information coming out that breast implants could cause lymphomas. Lymphomas are serious cancers. They're usually blood cancers, but these were very unusual types of lymphomas that occurred in the capsule. That's the scar tissue that surrounds the breast implants. And, uh, and the interesting thing is there weren't many women with these, um, but there were some women, they were cured by removal. They're also responsive to uh, chemotherapy. There weren't many, but uh, it upset a lot of people. And when they started looking at the people that actually got, developed these lymphomas, it was in women who had textured breast implants, not smooth breast implants. And in fact, there's never been a case, to my knowledge, of the cancers, this lymphomas that have been caused by smooth implants. There have been some in women who have smooth implants now, but had textured implants at an earlier time. They were, were replaced. Uh, so it looks like it's just a phenomenon, big word tonight, that's uh, caused by textured implants. And that is one of the reasons why I stopped using textured implants. I loved textured implants. They stayed put. They were had good shapes. Uh, but, you know, you can't use them if uh, there are some women that might develop lymphomas. So how many in the world? In the United States, 400 confirmed cases in the United States out of how many million? Millions and millions of women. In the world, 1,227 as of last month. So 1,227, 1,000. So probably 
20 million women, a lot of women. So it's a very, very rare lymphoma. And what are the symptoms? If you develop swelling in one side and not the other, rapidly, pain, things like that, you want to go immediately to your plastic surgeon or general surgeon uh, and have this looked at right away. The reason I'm talking about this is because now there's something new. And this is the last thing I want to be talking about on the radio, but this is an honest radio show. And there are now 16 cases of something called a squamous cell carcinoma, which is a different type of cancer uh, in the world literature now. Um, it's a squamous cell carcinoma, not a lymphoma, a different type of cancer. And unfortunately, it's harder to treat. The lymphomas are, for the most part, uniformly curable with removal of the capsule. That's the scar tissue around the implant. Uh, not so with the squamous cell carcinoma, and there have been deaths. Now, we're talking it's rare, and the FDA has acknowledged this and said this is an unbelievably rare thing. With What did I just say? Something like uh, 14, uh, 16 cases in the world, in the world, uh, with, you know, 20 million women, something like that with breast implants. So I wouldn't be worried. I sure wouldn't. I wouldn't be taking out your implants. And uh, there doesn't seem to be a relationship whether it's smooth or textured in this particular one. Uh, so if you have smooth implants, there's still that very, very tiny chance. The bottom line here, and this is very important to listen to, if you have breast implants, you should be checked once a year by someone knowledgeable with breast implants. That could be your plastic surgeon or it could be a breast surgeon who is a general surgeon, one or the other. And you also want to have MRIs if you have breast implants. And, you know, how often? It's hard to know. There's, there's some mixed information there. Certainly, at the very, very least, every five years, I think more, more often than that, maybe every two years having an MRI to look at the integrity of your implants and make sure there's nothing going on. So that's the new news. It's not the best information out there. No one likes to talk about these things. Breast augmentations are they are wonderful procedures. They improve women's self-esteem. Uh, you know, and a lot of people think this is just vanity. And, and Susan, if you've ever seen a, an 18-year-old person with no breasts whatsoever, she's an A cup, she's flat as a board, you know, and, you know, people talk in our society, oh, my goodness, you know, breasts this and breasts that, and it's vanity, and what does it really matter? But, you know, if you're a teenager or a 20-something-year-old woman with extremely small breasts and you're very self-conscious, it is a life-changing thing to have a breast augmentation. It's a three-hour operation, uh, and it's done usually under general anesthesia. We use the smooth implants. I either use the gummy bear implants which I think are wonderful, or saline implants if you want those. Uh, they're usually put underneath the muscle in what's called a dual plane position, uh, partially under the muscle, partially under the breast tissue, so that if you do need a breast lift in the future, you can easily have a breast lift because we preserve the blood supply to the nipple. So that's the story. I am doing breast augmentations. I think they're wonderful operations. It's very important to give you full disclosure so you know all the pluses and minuses of any surgical procedure, whether it's a minor procedure like, uh, like filler or a major procedure like a tummy tuck or an intermediate procedure like a breast augmentation, you need to know. And the FDA has now put out a black, black box warning about these implants because of the rare, very rare risk of breast lymphoma. Uh, it's actually lymphoma, not breast lymphoma. And it's not a breast cancer. It's a cancer of the capsule. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. The phone number here at WOR is 800 
Noah informed me that this is the very first broadcast that King Charles is listening to. So, King Charles, thank you for listening. And we're going to take a short break. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, of course he's listening. Everybody listens to this show. 800-321-0710. We'll be back after these words. These last two years have aged us terribly, but masks are coming off and it's time to get back out there. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I'm here to help. I smooth forehead wrinkles with Botox and creatively use fillers for wrinkles around the mouth. Filler also plumps shrunken lips, and filler smooths the jawline. It makes your chin and cheeks more prominent, and along with lasers and Ulthera, even improves upper chest lines and aging hands. And when it's time, I'm a surgeon. I perform short scar, face, and neck lifts to help restore your youthful appearance. My offices are in Manhattan on Park and 73rd and in Somerset, New Jersey. Give me a call at 833-PERRY-MD. That's 833-P-E-R-R-Y-M-D. Let's sit down and come up with a plan to get you looking and feeling better. Check me out at www.perryplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we are back. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, broadcasting with my favorite co-host of all time. Don't tell Mike Royzen because he was my favorite co-host for six years. He'll be on the show in a couple weeks because he's got a, a new book out. But we have Susan Warner. Susan, thank you so much for taking. I know you're a very busy person. You do a lot of things. You run all over the city uh, writing things and speaking and going on podcasts and publishing books. So I am honored that you're uh, here tonight. You know I love being here. Well, you, uh, a lot of people have said that you're the best part of this show. I don't think so. And, yeah, someone, someone emailed last week. Was that my brother also? I think it was your brother. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he asked me, did you fire Susan? Yeah. Uh, no, Susan was not fired. She was busy last week. I don't know what you were cavorting doing. What could be more important than this show? But uh, it wasn't nearly as much fun or as interesting without you, so I'm, I'm happy to have you back. All right. So we were talking a few minutes ago about me maybe getting some Botox or this new Daxify or, or maybe a rhinoplasty or a facelift, something to make me look better, for God's sake. Uh, all right. But do you think a lot of plastic surgeons have cosmetic surgery, Susan? Okay. I'm going to divide my answer. Is that all right? Yes. I want to divide them into male and female Ooh, plastic surgeons. very good. Okay. I think that the percentage of male plastic surgeons having surgery is low. And I'll tell you why, because this is not going to be a popular answer. Okay. I think that there's an, um, an ego what? to male plastic surgeons, what? and I think that <laughs> they would not trust someone else to do the work on them. Yeah. I think that female plastic surgeons are more engrossed in society and probably are more apt to have procedures than men. That's a great answer. And it's correct, actually. <laughs> You're kidding. No. So the American Society of Plastic Surgeons queried their members, and uh, 2,600 of their members. That's a pretty high, uh, you know, there's like 6,000 of us in the country. So when you get 2,600 members answering a survey, that's a lot. Because usually when we talk about, we send surveys around and we want to talk about, you know, facelift techniques, you'll get maybe 500 plastic surgeons answering these surveys if you're lucky. So 2,600 answered. And as it, uh, as it turns out, as it turned out, 62% of plastic surgeons underwent 
at least one minimally invasive procedure. Okay? 60, so that's pretty high. Now women, okay, women, 85% of women, as opposed to 57% of men. Interesting. So you're spot on. The women much more. That's actually a higher number for men than I thought. I would be curious because you would admit to Althara. I would be curious in, in injections, things that are a little bit more invasive, injections, and then surgical procedures, how it breaks out with men and women. And here's how it does. Oh. <laughs> we, have all, we have most of the answers, not all. The most common procedure was botulinum toxin, what mm -hmm. I was talking about. Right. So it's so easy. You know, a day without uh, Botox is like a day without sunshine. That's what I say. And now it's not just Botox, it's, it's Daxify, it's Xeomin, it's Dysport, those, that's the third one. It's all these different ones. Those are the ones that I use. And uh, yeah, every single day in my office, I'm injecting botulinum toxin. And as it turns out, 31% of the plastic surgeons had botulinum toxin. 31%. So that's right. So, so if you see these unwrinkled plastic surgeons out there, it's fake. <laughs> it's good living. <laughs> it's not just good living. It's good botulinum toxin. All right. Now, the most common, and they didn't break that down, men and women. I'm sorry to tell you. Um, and this, there's some interesting statistics here because uh, it was liposuction. You might say liposuction. Liposuction, 19%, that was uh, of the uh, plastic surgeons had suction of their fat. But they don't break it out, men and women. No. But that is very interesting because that's a lot of plastic surgeons. I would not have expected that. Now, I've always joked with my nurse that I will numb up my neck <laughs> some night when she's not there, make a little incision, and suction out my fat, and she'll find me in a pool of blood on Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's the likelihood of you doing yeah, it to yourself. That's, that's what, you know, that, that'll happen. And uh, anyway, uh, no, so uh, liposuction, 18.6, 19%. Now, this is so strange. This, is, this next statistic is really weird. Only 76% of plastic surgeons who had plastic surgery, this is very odd, chose a board-certified plastic surgeon. I don't get that. Uh, is there no explanation to that? No, no explanation. My bet their, is... Their spouse it did it? <laughs> I don't know. Their, their, their pet? I don't know. Or did they use like a, a physician's assistant uh, or a they nurse? Didn't, they didn't say. Wow. So I don't know... My bet is their junior partner who is not yet board certified did it. That's, that's really the only explanation to me. No, you're shaking your I head. I think it's either a nurse or a physician's assistant in their uh, office. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. They've trained know. them. They're comfortable watching maybe. it. Yep, I bet that's what yeah. it is. And, and that goes against what I do because I know. you know that I only – a lot of my patients ask me, they're surprised to know in this day and age, you know, that I'm injecting the Botox, the Daxify. Uh, I am injecting the fillers, the Juvederm, and the Restylane. I do it all myself. I never delegate this. Well, that's why you get the results you get, Dr. Perry. And that's the point. That's the point because there's no way. Sorry to my nurse friends. Sorry to my physician's assistant friends. But really, come on. If there's a physician's assistant injecting filler, you know, uh, he's, he or she has learned from the plastic surgeon three months ago. He was a pediatric physician's assistant. Two years ago, he was an orthopedic surgeon, physician's assistant. Who knows, you know? So it's only a plastic surgeon that really has the, uh, the knowledge and the, uh, the ability to do a creative 
wonderful job at filler. So uh, I'm biased, and I would only allow that. And that's all that's I treat my patients the way I would want to be treated, and uh, it's with a board-certified plastic surgeon. So I was, I was really shocked at that number. But it is interesting, Susan, to see that uh, plastic surgeons are big consumers of plastic surgery. And why not, right? It's a good thing. Yeah. You know, the guys that make pizza, they eat a lot of pizza. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Great analogy. And they're all overweight. <laughs> Great analogy. And the plastic surgeons are all incredible looking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually very funny because, and I'm not going to make friends uh, with this statement. When you go to the plastic surgery meetings, you know, the American Society of Plastic Surgeons and the uh, Aesthetic Society of Plastic Surgery meetings, you see these, you know, curmudgeons, these plastic surgeons, these wrinkled little guys, not the best looking people on earth. And, of course, the women are just incredible. Their they're wives, usually their second or third wives, uh, oh, my God, I'm sorry. That, what can I say? Oh, I didn't make any friends today. But you go to the meetings, and it is really very interesting. We do remark, my friends and I, at the plastic surgery meeting. All right, I better stop talking about this because I am not going to have any friends in the plastic surgery community after this broadcast. I hope they're not listening. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon, <laughs> formerly board-certified. It'll be taken away from me. Plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry uh, here on WOR. What's Your Wrinkle is the name of the show. Where have you been for the last 17 years if this is the very very first time you've listened. I know, Susan, when you were in high school, you were listening to the show, right? Yep. Uh, everybody's listening. Uh, Saturday night with Noah for 17 long years. And, uh, and thank you so much, Noah. All right. So uh, now, Susan, you use skincare. I know that you use my skincare. I do. Thank you. You've got the most beautiful skin. And I'm sure I take full credit for that mm -hmm. because yeah, you're inherently very pretty, but with the, uh, with the, uh, the products that you use, it makes it even better. So what do you think? Uh, you know, a lot of people talk about aloe vera. Do you think aloe vera is a really good ingredient? Or what do you think? Well, of I always skin? thought to have it in the house when there were burns and mm -hmm. take that gel from inside the plant. And anytime you have a sunburn, you look for that product. But I'm going to guess I'm wrong. Well, that's why we're talking about it tonight. Uh, you know, I haven't talked about this in about 10 years on the show, so uh, you haven't listened to that, that back way back then because we didn't know each other, But uh, although I'm sure you did anyway. So I talked about this a while back, and there's more evidence. You know, aloe vera sounds great. Everybody wants it in their skin care. They think, you know, the, the lure is that you have an aloe vera plant around your house, and if you get burned, you break off a piece and put it in your wound. And, and it has some benefit there. But do you know, first of all, keep it away from your dog. Keep it away toxic. from little Winston. Very, very toxic. It causes, uh, if you eat aloe vera. Now, it's funny because I see it in the markets. And I'm not sure how that uh, happens. I don't. I, I have never eaten. I've seen it in, in the markets. Uh, but it's associated with, with diarrhea, with kidney failure, uh, hypersensitivity to sunshine. Uh, it's quite a toxic plant. So I'm not sure. Maybe uh, someone could call and, and tell me how. It, maybe there are certain ethnic groups that, that eat aloe vera and they prepare it in such a way so as to not have the toxins. I don't know. Uh, but there is a lot of evidence. Uh, a lot of people, uh, there, there are papers that have shown that it is actually carcinogenic. Uh, genotoxic, cytotoxic. Wow, there's a lot out there. There's uh, in the Journal of the Environmental Science Health Committee. Uh, yeah, there's uh, one uh, review. Uh, there was a review uh, that came out about a year ago that talked about uh, the toxicology of, of it. Uh, you know, I mean, they say that uh, uh, long-term administration of aloe vera, whether it's taken by mouth 
or uh, or in the uh, on you know getting absorbed through your wounds could be toxic and could be associated with organ failure. So now, you know people ask me why don't I have certain things in my skincare and I read the literature and that is why I don't. So you know I'm not a big fan of aloe vera. I think it's harmless if you use it intermittently in your uh, not eat it but in your uh, in a wound or on your skin. But if you're using it like Let's say if you have a burn that's open for three months, it's not a good thing to put in your burn for long term. All right, that's the aloe vera story. I know I'm going to get all sorts of, uh, of questions about that and emails. So give me a call. 800-321-0710 is the phone number here at WOR. All right, so this past week, I removed some breast implants from a woman, Susan. And uh, I talked about this a few weeks ago. Uh, no names, of course. Uh, not like that Seinfeld episode. It was Elaine that we were talking about. No, no, we're not going to talk about the individual. But I took out some breast implants uh, in a, a woman who was 67 years old uh, last week. Uh, she had them in about 20 or so years ago. And she was just tired of her breast implants. And, and the problem with breast implants as you get older is that you must have surveillance for breast cancer. You must. And I, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I'm a very big fan of breast augmentations and, of course, breast reconstruction with cancer. Uh, they're, they're very important items, and the surgery is, uh, is very important for your self-esteem. But if you do, if you do uh, have breast implants, you must maintain uh, surveillance of your breasts for um, breast cancer. And that means you must have mammograms, and you must have MRIs. Now, if you're not willing to do it, you have to make a, a fundamental decision as you get older uh, whether or not you're going to keep the breast implants in or whether you're going to have them taken out. So this particular person uh, decided that at age 67 she wasn't happy with the shape of her breasts. I did not put her implants in. Uh, actually, I did her original consult 20-something years ago, and she chose a different plastic surgeon, and she was never happy with the work. She wound up having a lift and an augmentation, and she came back to me and told me, she said, I wish I had uh, had you as my plastic surgeon, Dr. Perry. I wouldn't be in this situation now. But she wasn't happy with the shape of her breasts. She had implants that were fairly large. They were 500 cc's. I rarely put an implant in that size. And what does that mean to you, the average woman, uh, should have around a 250 or so cc implant. It's about 150 cc uh, cc's to go up one cup size. So let's say you want to go up two cup sizes, that's 150 to 300 cc's or so. So when you put a 500 in, you're going, even in uh, a very small breasted woman, you're going into a big C or a small D, and that's when women start coming into me to have breast reductions. But that's a different story entirely, and that's a decision that you as a woman make. I never make that decision for you. I always let you, and you should. Your, your plastic surgeon should never tell you how big you should be. The way I do this with a breast augmentation is you come in with a bra that you want to fit into. So that means if you're an A cup or a B cup, you want to be a C cup, let's say, you bring in the C cup bra. And we put in different size implants in the bra, and uh, I'll be there for the first 10 or so minutes. If you go on beyond that, it's with my nurse. You know, some people go an hour. Some people come back with different size bras, and they can't make up their mind. That's, o that's okay. All right, so uh, certainly it is, uh, it is okay. Uh, you know, the plastic surgeon should be the one that is uh, coaching you and telling you that looks good or not good, but the final decision is you. Of course, I'm not going to, uh, not going to do an operation 
if I think it's uh, dangerous, if you're putting in implants that are 1,000 cc's, you're going to have to find a different plastic surgeon. All right, okay, I think we have Rebecca on the line. Rebecca, what can I do for you? What's your wrinkle? Hi, how are you? I am very good. What can I do for you? What is your wrinkle, Rebecca? My wrinkle is, I'm at, my question is, how many, how many times can you get Botox in a year, and what are the side effects in the long term? Oh, that's a very, very good question. So, so the, the answer to that is you can get Botox as often as you need it. How's that? And some people are two-month, and, and we say Botox, you know, it's become a generic term. It's like Kleenex, Rebecca. You know, you might have a box of tissues in your uh, bathroom that's not necessarily Kleenex because that's a brand, right? But they're, uh, they're facial tissues. And we, we've come to use the term, I'm sure Botox, the Botox company, loves the fact that people call it Botox, even when we use things like Xeomin, which is another product, or Dysport, which is another product, or Javu, which I haven't used yet, but that's another one, or the brand new one, Doxify. So there's, there's at least five. I think there's another one out there that's coming out. A lot of, there's so much money in that field, Rebecca, uh, for the companies that make these products that uh, you know, they're, they're clamoring to have products out there. And, and that's good for consumers because the more products, that means the, uh, the lower the price probably. So anyway, you get it as often as Susan says, come on, answer, answer the her qu question. Answer the question. See, that's why I need How Susan here, How often can she get it in a year? <laughs> I go on with the, the professor's lecture about these things, and Susan says, get to the point. You get it as often as necessary, and that means as long as the muscle is not working, you don't need it. Now, most people get to know exactly how long it will last. And you might be a two-month person, a three-month person, a four-month person, or even a six-month person. And you'll know the goal is to get the Botox or the Daxify or whatever it is bef just before it wears off because it only takes a couple weeks for the muscle to recover. And just like someone who trains in the gym, they know if they stopped exercising, within two weeks they begin to lose uh, the power in the muscle, and it takes two weeks to start building up that, that power again. And that's the same thing with uh, the effect of these drugs. It's about two weeks, and you've lost a lot of the benefit of, uh, of many years of Botox. So yeah, you, you can get it as often as you need. And the question then is, what are the side effects? What are the side effects? So with a board-certified plastic surgeon or dermatologist that knows what he or she is doing, uh, there should be very few side effects. So the worst thing that I get is bruising every now and then. And in about one out of four, one out of six, one out of eight people, something like that, I haven't kept good statistics on this, you get a bruise and you have to go to the, uh, the uh, store and get cover-up makeup. So a bruise is not a big deal. What is a big deal is if you have asymmetry of your muscles and one brow goes up and one doesn't, and that almost never happens to me, but, you know, I never say never, right? That's, isn't that the name of your new book, Susan? Never, never say never, never say always. There it is, her new book coming out. And we'll be plugging that book endlessly when it comes out, by the way. Uh, but certainly, um, uh, we want symmetry. And if we have asymmetry, what I have you do is you come back to my office in two weeks and we put a little bit more Botox in the side that's not symmetrical and we get it symmetrical. So that can happen. And usually that, if it's going to happen, it happens on the first visit because then I get to know your nuances and your muscles and it, it should not happen a second time. Now what can happen to other people, but it doesn't happen, it's never happened to me, uh, is spread of the Botox to muscles that you don't 
want it to go to. So that means uh, going to the muscles of your eyelid where you can't open your eye, and that's a recognized complication. Thank goodness it's never happened to me or any of my patients. Now, the other thing that can happen, Rebecca, is it can go deep to muscles where you don't want it to go deep. So one of the reasons I do not inject Botox uh, and again, I'm using this term generically. I don't inject it in the neck. Some people do. I don't like it in the neck. And there have been a few deaths from deaths from botulinum toxin. I don't know if it's Botox or any of the other companies. And to my knowledge, they are because uh, they were injected into the neck. And when it goes deep, you lose the ability to cough properly, the cough response. And so that... That has resulted in at least one person I know of. I talked about this on the Dr. Oz show, uh, the uh, a death of someone who got pneumonia because they weren't able to cough up food that they got down to their lungs. So uh, we don't want that. That's bad. So then there's a question then of can you get long-term side effects from use of it for years and years and years? And I have been injecting Botox. I'm one of the, I, I never use the word pioneer, but I've been doing it a long time, 1997. So 25 years I've been injecting Botox. And I, I have some patients that come back religiously every four months for decades now, decades. And, and these are patients that I've grown up with. And they've gotten wrinkles as I've gotten wrinkles, but they've gotten less wrinkles than me because I've been injecting the Botox. And you know what? No side effects, no problems. Uh, you know, it just is a very, very, very safe drug. Having said that, Rebecca, I'm going to tell you something that some purists out there might not like. If I inject Botox into your forehead today and measure the muscles in your leg two weeks later, the gastrocnemius muscle, that's the calf muscle, I will see slowing of the nerve impulses and the muscles uh, in your leg two weeks later. Now, it's Im imper imperceptible. You can't measure it. And if you're an Olympic swimmer, you won't see a difference. But we can measure that with very sophisticated technology. So, yeah, it does travel through your whole body. So those of you who are afraid of it, well, you know, the proof is in the pudding in that it is safe for decades now, and there are no real effects, bad effects from using Botox for a long, long, long time. Uh, but Susan has a question. Aren't you also promoting that, um, as we refer to it as baby Botox, younger people using Botox earlier can help prevent the creation of wrinkles? And they really do. It really does. So baby Botox is that uh, that Tribeca term, right? <laughs> it is. You know, we're opening up the Tribeca Surgery Center. We'll be doing baby Botox in Tribeca. That's for uh, you 18-year-olds, and I know you're listening to the radio. It's not for 18-year-olds. <laughs> it's for 20-year-olds. It's for, Not really. But I think, honestly, late 20s, 30s, the wrinkles begin. The wrinkles, I see plenty of wrinkles in, in people in their late that 20s post now. post-childbirth thing. Well, you know, and you don't want to do Botox. No, post. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, you don't use it in pregnancy. And right. You know why, Susan, right? right? Yes. Yeah. It why? travels. You said that. It's because the baby... We'll have no, no wrinkles. Oh, oh, my God. And on that note, Rebecca, I'm going to take a short break. <laughs> Thank you for the question. Have I answered your question, by the way? Yes, you have. I appreciate that, guys. It's been I very interesting. <laughs> I put you to sleep, didn't I, Rebecca? You were sleeping. No, I wasn't. I was all this time. It's very interesting. She was taking I, you know, notes. Very good. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for the phone call, Rebecca. It's been a pleasure talking to you. 
Thank you. I'm board certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry sitting here in the Upper West Side of Manhattan with Susan Warner, my co-host. No, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these messages. 800-321-0710 is the phone number. What do you want from your skincare? I know what you want. You want products that actually do what they're supposed to do. And you want skincare that's simple to use. You want skincare that's non-toxic. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created exactly that. Great skincare with effective ingredients, inexpensive, and easy to use. And to look great, you only need four products. I've got daytime SPF 20 skin protector. That's your foundation. I've got a moisturizer and a nighttime serum that contains vitamin C and A, fruit acid, antioxidants and skin brighteners and once you've used my clean time soap well you're never going to be able to go back to the cleansers that have been harming your skin for years i want everyone to try my products so for a limited time i'm giving wor listeners 20 percent off go to drperrys.com that's d-r-p-e-r-r-y-s.com or give us a call at 844-DR-PERRY use the wor21 code for the discount to learn more listen every saturday evening at 6 p.m right here on W-O-R. These last two years have aged us terribly, but masks are coming off and it's time to get back out there. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I'm here to help. I smooth forehead wrinkles with Botox and creatively use fillers for wrinkles around the mouth. Filler also plumps shrunken lips, and filler smooths the jawline. It makes your chin and cheeks more prominent, and along with lasers and Ulthera, even improves upper chest lines and aging hands. And when it's time... I'm a surgeon. I perform short scar, face, and neck lifts to help restore your youthful appearance. My offices are in Manhattan on Park and 73rd and in Somerset, New Jersey. Give me a call at 833-PERRY-MD. That's 833-P-E-R-R-Y-M-D. Let's sit down and come up with a plan to get you looking and feeling better. Check me out at www.perryplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we're back. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry sitting here in the Upper West Side with Susan Warner, my co-host. Susan, uh, I know that you're in the sun a lot, and I know that... Yes, you are! You, she looked at me like I'm saying... Don't tell my daughter. Yeah, don't tell her daughter, but uh, you use sunscreen, right? Yours. Love it, love it, love it. Right. And uh, do you know what the UV index was today? I bet it was very high. I actually didn't look. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll bet we were out in the sun, and I'll bet it was probably about six or seven or it so. It was beautiful. Uh, because, so that means if it's over three... You need sunscreen, so it's not over yet. The uh, season is not over yet. Continue using your sunscreen. All right, so uh, we were talking about, uh, oh, no, do we have another phone call? No? Okay. I I thought, okay, I apologize. I thought we were, uh, one appeared on the screen for a moment. So when, when you do have sun damage, Susan, you know that the effects of the sun are obvious. You get a suntan, you get sometimes a sunburn, but you do develop wrinkles over time. And yes, you do. She's shaking her head. Yes, you do. And (laughs) it accelerates the development of wrinkles. She doesn't want to hear that because Susan does love the sun, but uh, it accelerates the development of wrinkles. And it also does something. It causes, do you know what actinic purpura is, Susan? No. Do you know what that is? No. Well, it is a common disease. You ever see older women, and you're not one of them, older women 
who have these little splotches yes. of purple on their forearms usually. Yes. Okay. That's largely due to sun damage. And a lot of women say, well, wait, that's not true because I haven't been in the sun in 40 years. But guess what? You were when you were a teenager. You were when you were in your 20s. And there's a cumulative effect. And uh, it is uh, certainly something that purpura, that, that uh, thin skin, is something that can occur. And what do you do for it? Well, certainly you want to prevent further sun damage with sunscreen even on your arms. And also, one of the things that you can use for that actinic purpura, those, those, that thin skin on the arms, do you know what will thicken skin, Susan? No. There's really only one thing that will thicken the skin, and that is vitamin C. We were talking mm. about it earlier in the show. L-ascorbic acid, vitamin C. What about eating protein? Well, you need protein to feed that. And mm. that's that, that, so you need protein to make collagen. So if you're protein deficient, and I have a lot of patients that are, and so I put them on, they take vitamin C. You can eat the vitamin C for this, but you get 40 times higher levels if you put vitamin C on your skin. You put it on at night, you can put it on your forearms, and it takes six months. Everybody wants the overnight effect, right? But the study showed that it takes six months of 10% vitamin C on your skin to thicken the skin. It takes six months. And yes, you have to have good protein in your diet. And no, you don't want to eat that collagen in the uh, health food store. Sorry, there's no benefit to that over eggs, fish, you know, uh, I heaven forbid I say eating Albert, which is bacon, uh, but any protein source, Albert's the name of my pig, by the way, everybody knows that who's listened to this show for years. Albert is a happy, happy pig in Pennsylvania now, but, uh, but certainly, yes, you want uh, the vitamin C, and yes, you want protein. So we had an email question come in. I thought, uh, I thought they were going to call, but it was an email. And the question is, what about aloe vera? Because I was talking about, I was denigrating aloe vera. What about aloe vera in toothpaste? What do you think, Susan? You think it works? I think there's a commercial product out there, so. There are, but that doesn't mean it works. No, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. So, you know, I honestly, I did not know the answer to this one but i did look it up during our commercial break and eh, you know there's really no uh, no science to it unfortunately uh there was a study uh they looked at toothpaste containing aloe vera on on patients with gingivitis that's a gum disease and the conclusion was that the toothpaste with aloe vera showed no additional effect on gingivitis or plaque reduction compared to regular regular old toothpaste with fluoride. Have to have that. So I'm not an expert. Maybe we'll have uh, Dr. Uh, Zuckerberg on. Ed was a great guest a few weeks ago. Uh, maybe we'll have him on to talk about that in upcoming weeks. So as the show comes to a close, Susan, I know you want this to go two hours. Susan's asked me, can we ask WOR to have a two-hour show? And I said, oh, only if they beg me. No, it's going to be one hour. <laughs> uh, but I do want to say that uh, the products that we mentioned on the show, the nighttime that Rebecca will be getting, the nighttime is, uh, is uh, available on drperrys.com, D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com, where you can order all of the products, except you can't order the Clean Time Soap yet. It does come in the kits. And I have had probably thousands, literally thousands of inquiries of uh, people who have purchased Clean Time, which is the best soap on earth. Uh, but it's out of stock, but we're getting it back. It's going to come in November, so November is around the corner. Yeah, you'll be able to get it again. But drperrys.com is where you can order the products. My website is Perry. 
Plasticsurgery.com. And yes, I see, I'm a real doctor, not just a radio doctor. Some people are surprised. They call the office. Does he see patients? Of course I do. That's my real job. This is just fun. This is entertainment and uh, a good way to spend Saturday evenings. You want to do nothing else on Saturday evenings, right, Susan? Yeah. Nothing. 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 There's nothing else to do. But the radio is a lot of fun. But, uh, yes, I see patients in my office on 73rd and Park. Uh, that's 785 Park Avenue in New York. We see uh, we do consults there. I do procedures there, minor procedures. The real bigger, the bi- is that English? The big procedures are done in New Jersey right now. And if you are going to have a facelift or something like that, and you're a New York patient, we will bring you by car to New Jersey. We'll operate on you, and we'll send you back and uh, make it easy. But after uh, January, it looks like January, the Tribeca facility is going to open then, and uh, we'll be operating in Manhattan. So, and of course, we're still in the Somerset, New Jersey office. I want to thank Noah for great engineering, and, and Noah did tell me that King Charles did listen tonight, and he enjoyed the show. Thank you, King Charles. Maybe you'll be on the show one day. Susan, thank you so much for taking time on your Saturday evening. My pleasure, Dr. Perry. And Noah, great engineering, 17 years, and we'll see everybody next Saturday. Bye-bye now.